What up, what up, everybody? A full house here of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast, uh, live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, live on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch. Uh, so check us out uh, each and every week and uh, catch up with us and our daily and uh, weekly news and all sorts of different media content at BigOBelt.com. Uh, but this is the wrestling podcast. And tonight, folks, we got a couple of things to discuss, uh, starting off with some news that dropped off uh, that, that dropped two days ago uh, coming from out of NXT. It's a new gimmick match. We're going to talk about that. Um, Tony Khan, uh, per huge, has his media call a couple of days before their pay-per-view in which this week we have full gear. So we'll be talking about the two of those and anything else that kind of falls in the mix here. So, yeah, let's get started with tonight's episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Time to get started for tonight's topics on the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we got C- Silly Sellers right in the middle because he's in the hot seat because we, <laughs> we didn't have anything else better to do today. Who are you? No, 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 no. no. I, you still just, go here? I, I do still go here. It's yeah, just work just... is just terrible right now. Work is uh-huh. like legit terrible. Like it's even like, a tweet that just came out from my employer had to come up. It's like Christmas, Kwanzaa, and Juneteenth all in the same day. That's me right there. That's <laughs> you. <laughs> you. Welcome back, sir. But uh, for the Appreciate rest of the gentlemen, how y'all doing tonight? Good, good. I got a pack. Hanging in there. You got a pie. I got a pack. Pack. Oh, pack. I think yeah. they got pie. I know it's holidays. He's like one of one of those uh, patty pies. I was about to say, hey brother, pass pass those over, along. But yeah, yeah it's Jamal, not worth going uh, to a Walmart for. <laughs> you're right. You're right about that. Uh, but uh, Jamal, as, as as you know, uh, uh, will uh, in all things AWs uh, on the road soon. So uh, if you see him, give him a shout. Be nice. Um, but before he gets on the road, and before we get to the weekend. Uh, we got things to talk about AEW, Tony Khan, and starting off with the news that came out two days ago with uh, the legendary Shawn Michaels. And there was a little bit of a build up to this, a little bit of a timer. It kind of went under the radar. I, I saw it at one point. I was kind of like, huh? And then when it actually got announced, I was like, ah, okay. First of all, I like the production of this mm-hmm. vignette and announcing a new gimmick coming to NXT two things to really make note of this is that establishing what NXT is and what NXT will be in terms of um, not only just being a a developmental uh, brand, which we know it to be, but innovative. And not only just innovative in terms of characters and the type of folks who come through the door, but like 
yeah, there's actually another part to that. And that's actually the matches itself. Um, and it's been a while since we had a new gimmick. Do y'all remember the last new gimmick match we had? Uh, oh, Casino Battle. Uh, the fight pit, pit, probably. Forgot about that. Now, we, about which to... was another NXT thing. That's true. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I was about to bring up, um, cause, cause, I was probably called it Casino Royale. The Casino Battle Royal with uh, AEW. Uh, but yeah, okay, so yeah, new gimmick match. I don't know why this felt like this was just like a new one that I haven't heard in a while. But nonetheless, it is, uh, well, we'll we'll determine how you all feel about that. Uh, let me uh, first give a little bit of information about it, just in case any of my uh, uh, colleagues have not heard about the news or what the gimmick match is. It is the Iron Survivor Challenge. There will be a woman's version and a men's version. Five superstars, two starting it off. 25 minute limit to starting it off but then after that every five minutes a new one enters the goal is to have the most falls in 25 minutes if you get a fall you get a point if you take a pin or if you take a uh or or any type of uh, submission or whatever it may be that is 90 second penalty which to me looks like you're outside the ring Almost in the crowd in some penalty level of box. like a penalty, penalty box. box. Penalty yeah. box. Which, yeah. which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, so before we actually get down to the logistics of this and the, opti- the optimism of it, first impression of just hearing it, the name, uh, just really quickly, then we'll go around to kind of really break it down. But were you like a yay or were you like a nah? Or were you kind of like, I don't know just yet. So let's let's get some short answers here. Will, you, yeah, sir, we'll start with you. I will say I don't know. I'm unsure because it's similar to things I'm unsure of from the past. Let's start with that. <laughs> Next up, Mr. Silly Sellers. I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and it made me think about the beat the clock challenge. But I'll leave it at that because we're keeping it short, and I'll break it down later. Damian G. Cautiously awaiting Optimist. this. Okay. <laughs> Very not optimist much. just cautiously waiting <laughs> well since, since your language is damn near close to my eyes yeah consciously optimistic here <laughs> and jamal with you sir i don't know what this is i mean it sounds like elimination chamber without <laughs> the chamber it does <laughs> i think okay. a lot of people had the what the hell yeah championship scramble meets elimination chamber yeah yes, yeah all right, let's get let's get let's get uh, uh, all ponytail. Let's get silly with this now. Um, no, but let's 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 kind of dissect this a little bit because I think everybody does have like very uh, uh, interesting viewpoints about this initially. I say for me, the first thing for me, um, and I'll, I'll keep it brief, is the ninety second penalty thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that? Okay, so we know that these matches are twenty five minutes, and which is smart because NXT is pretty much a two-hour show and that's why a lot of us love it is because you're getting four maybe five matches on these pay-per-views your top talent in and out the show's over it feels fresh it feels strong and the pay-per-view is the pay-per-view is not long winning and it's over so when you add something like this you start to say okay this could get a little bit out of hand as we know with royal rumbles elimination chambers all those sorts of different things we don't know where they're going to end so 25 minutes is a good metric to have for this However, the 90-second penalty is where I, where I struggle at. As I just say, I take a pin in the ring, but I'm, in a, I'm unable to immediately get up. That's 90 seconds in the box, but how long is my commute to the box? 
does that play a part in this? Is there does ways? Not, does, does the 92nd start once you're in the box? Right. Or it would have to. Do I have to be aware that I'm in a box? You know, yes. like these sorts of different things. And I think that, uh, you know, I, 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 and, and I think this is great for heels because now there's ways to work yep. the system here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But so in now all that fairness, it's a penalty box, it is Elimination Chamber. Mm hmm. So, nice. you know, yeah, you just just put two you know booths on the other side of the ring and maybe up have, to four. You have the instead of box. going instead of coming out, you're going in. You're going in, <laughs> right? You're, it's a reverse elimination chamber. Yeah, it, it's it's the king of the mountain from in the TNA without the yeah, but without the ladders. You're, yep. you're oh, yeah, taking out right. the whole ladders yep. and hanging the shit. It's the penalty box from TNA's king of the mountain match combined with the scramble match they yep. did back in the day. Brian they only did Brian one time and gave up on it. Then. They took those two ideas and they crossed them up. That's what we have here. But let me let me spark this though. And yes, you're all right. But just remember, D. Brian Kendrick was actually a, a WWE World Champion during that scramble time too. <laughs> but I will say this: this can be very smart. Think of what Money in the Bank was for WWE. What this could be for NXT. You try it out first to see what it is because nobody knew what this Money in the Bank gimmick was going to be when they first introduced it. I think this can actually turn into what we use maybe during WrestleMania weekend or Royal Rumble weekend for championship opportunities for NXT. So now when you talk about the up and coming matches, this, if done correctly, could be done as a gimmick to build up who can be your next world champion contender for NXT. Because if you're trying to build people in NXT, you're trying to build them up to get to the main roster because that's what it is, the development of phase. So if you get a chance to build up people within NXT to make them strong before they go to the main roster, this could be a great way to do it. But we got to try it out to see how it is first. And one thing you mentioned too, Chain, that penalty box gimmick can be something that's great for heels. Let's say it's a pod, right? Let's say you have a It stable. is a pod. Let's say you have a stable come out, right? They bring some change. We're going to keep them in that penalty box so they can't get out. See, so that's going to be even intriguing for what the whole storytelling could be of that match for the 25 minutes. See, that's what so, I don't so, want. So, so like war games, then if you're gonna yeah, lock the cage in reverse, mix yeah, it up. Mix it that's up. what I. That's what I don't want to happen. Uh, two two things. One, the way you was articulate, it's like coming off sound like my man Brian Waters for a minute. That's, that's exactly how he goes into his bills. But um, uh, love love my guy. Um, are you saying that like you think that this is to catapult folks for the main roster? Because I, I I'll say this, no, and I and I kind of want to direct this towards uh. Jamal and Will and, and Damian, by by your by 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 your, which which you feel this match could be, it leads me to wonder. And to the three of you all, is it needed then? Because I don't ever feel like there was a void in terms of. For me, well, takeovers minutes. So takeovers like last, did the job. If you were going to take over, that made you strong to me. That's what it was. Gimmick right. or no gimmick. So last week we talked about things being thrown against the wall or two weeks ago and it, hoping it sticks. I mm -hmm. feel as if this is one of those times where NXT is trying to be innovative and just wanting to see what sticks. So let's think about it. We have hockey involved in this with a penalty box. We got Elimination Chamber. Mm -hmm. We got a scramble match. We have an Iron Man match because it's got mm -hmm. a 25-minute most points time limit. 
And it's almost as if it's got a little bit of uh, amateur wrestling feel to it also. Potentially Can I also add way. WMAC Masters? I was going to say, you took okay. it out of my mouth. <laughs> that was the last thing Thank I was going to say. <laughs> this is straight out of WMAC Masters with the little ninjas waiting on the outside. One to way storm. or another, it makes Man, it to listen, the show. Man, <laughs> listen, the Machine Austin, we got to yes. do an episode, Solace. <laughs> yes, but no, we do. That, that's what I feel <laughs> that this is. This is throwing against the wall, seeing if it sticks. What I'm interested to see... Like you said, Will, how are people going to get to the penalty box? Are they going to get dragged to the penalty box if they're that's what I that's what I want. I I want hell. We're going to throw all the gimmicks in there, make yep. it a lumberjack match too. Have the folks right. in outside say, "Hey, listen, Have the if people you're in- at, at full sale, whatever, throw people back in like it's, <laughs> like, like it's a lumberjack match or something like Dev Jam fight for New York. Make it something yeah. like that." But yeah. that's what I see it happening. Look, is it innovative? Sure. Is it something we've never seen as an amalgamation? Sure. That's why I'm cop- uh, cautiously wanting to watch this because it could be something really great. Or we're going to be talking about this on a Thursday. Talk about this is one of the worst things we've ever seen in our life <laughs> in terms of wrestling. Yeah. yeah, that that's where I'm thinking too. I, I think there's not going to be a lot of middle ground here. Either oh. this idea is going to work, or it's going to be so discombobulated it's going to be a hell of a train wreck to watch. The biggest thing that jumps out at me is. There are going to be three timers essentially in play at certain times yeah. in this because you got the 25 minutes for the match, yep. you got the countdown for people five. to come into the mm-hmm. match at 5, 10, and 15, and then and you then also the are going to have a penalty box timer. Yeah. In addition, you're going to have to have a scoreboard with all five people <laughs> on Vince there. Russo book this. Jeez. There is a lot to keep track of in this thing. And if they don't have the right people involved in this match, it can go off the rails, I think, very quickly. So that's why I'm just like, I got to see this in practice first. But God, they better not have those full sale kids trying to do this thing. They need experienced people directing traffic when they run when they do this thing in December. So So no chase you is what you're saying. No chase you. (laughs) Not yet. So I mean, and and essentially, this is an hour off of the takeover card. I mean, yeah, two matches, 30, 30, 30, mm-hmm. 30, 30, and you know, again, that leaves two other matches for the the card, and that's probably your championship matches, or maybe you throw a third one in, a, a ten minute and two twenty or something like that. So you know, it's it's just a matter of, yeah, let's try it and see what happens. But like, I I leave myself to wonder, you know. Is this a reoccurring thing? What's what's the what's the long term goal with this? If it works, let's say everybody goes crazy. What's the long term goal? Do you do you make this a main feature? Do you make this a gimmick pay per view? Um, do you make this attached to a particular season in in WWE? Like you mentioned, like Royal Rumble season, um, and then ultimately the question of beyond NXT being innovative, what drew you to say that we needed this? Is there some gap between the uh, in terms of the um, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, the development of your 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 talent and your and the characters that you needed something like this, you know. Um, so it's a lot of questions for sure. Jamal, what you I'm going to say real quick. What I'm going to say is, I think they needed to do something because they lost War Games to the main roster. Okay, mm-hmm. because point. War Games was an NXT thing for a couple of years, and it was probably their highest rated pay per views if you or, or with premium live events. So since the main roster has it, now they need something to make their own. So this is probably amalgamation, like we said, of all these things that if it's slop and it works, this can be theirs because there's no freaking way you're going to get away with this on the main roster. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how this works for NXT. You know what, though? 
you probably could have got away with this on the main roster because you're unlikely to have a time limit. That just changes everything from that point. Um, I mean, it it it, it, it changes the constraints of the match, but because on the main roster, you can actually go longer than 25 minutes. So maybe right. it is a test pool within NXT to see if it somehow this gets a promotion to the main roster or not. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. Jamal, you look super perplexed here. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. The problem here. I have is the time. 25 minutes. Why 25 if you minutes? are the fourth person in, then that means that you have come in 20 minutes into the match. Uh, there are two guys that have, uh, that start off, they will go by themselves for five minutes. And then the first pod opens. 10. And then that's and then they then there will be a three man three way dance for ten minutes or for five yeah. more minutes ten minutes have have gone then it will yeah. be a fatal mm-hmm. four way for another five minutes uh, twenty yeah. minutes now elapsed and then we're going to have the Pentagon uh, match um, twenty minutes 15. in so 15. hold on yeah five ten fifteen twenty right five ten it should be fifteen because you start 15, with two, yeah because you start with two, two. Yeah. and then you okay, add so you know fifteen you more minutes yeah so, so yeah mm-hmm. so twenty minutes in. There's only five minutes more left to match, right? 15, 10, 15 10 minutes. minutes in. Yeah, 15 okay. minutes in. 10 so minutes then even if, even if that is the case, whoever's number four could potentially have a lot of ground to make up. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a fourth person come in fresh and just pin everybody six times? Did they say whether or not you have to have everybody in the ru- the ring before you start pinfalls? It did no, say, it did say so. disqualification. No. It did not say whether or not false count anywhere mm. so it, i don't know it, it just it just seems weird that you really only have 10 minutes of equal footing to get the thing everybody's done. in i yeah. i i think i think the reason the only reason it makes sense is because there's always a particular talent which is this really isn't the case in nxt but maybe it does at, at a point were you, the were you have that talent that you need to protect? Right quick, the wording specifically says the person with the most falls in 25 minutes wins. So I think you can get a win. You can get points at any time yeah. in the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, Which, not, like the, it's not like the points uh, thing starts when everybody's in the ring. Yeah, it's not war games. You like you can be down uh, you're two nothing when the first person, when the third person enters the ring. Mm-hmm. You can be down yes. six nothing when the fourth person right. enters the ring. So that's kind of the problem that I have is that there's no, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's heavily lopsided for the people that are that are starting. Yeah, they'll have to work the match longer, but they will have the most opportunities for a pinfall. And so how do you choose who the order? And yeah, I think don't I, forget I, it, it's scripted too. Like I mean, when I say what? scripted, but it, it, it's not scripted. But, it, but no, it's you don't say too, when they're going to say like, okay, you guys going out for ten minutes, you just do one on one. It's not going to be like a quick, easy pin there because it's going to be too too early in the match for that to happen. I think it will naturally drag out where your first pin may not happen to that third or fourth person come in, or I, maybe like a one zero zero game at that time. I, I, mean, I mean, that's hard. I mean, again, I, this that. is this is this is my issue with it is because stuff like that then starts to make this feel absolutely scripted, convoluted. Yeah, because like if most most matches are ten to fifteen minutes, if somebody don't pick up a ten a pinfall in you know within the first ten minutes. It's clearly that you are dragging it out. Also, what I was saying was, if you do have the person that comes in on the last leg, it's because it's probably the talent you want to pr- you want to uh, uh, protect. You know, the older or the fragile, yep. whatever it may be. So, like, you have them come in, but also or you it's don't a want chance. them. You don't want them eating pins. 
you know yeah, that too you purposely don't looking want them strong. in there looking that mm-hmm. too and, and you build or you build a monster that just comes in and just do something yeah. either way there's going to be move sets that's going to be devalued and there's absolutely going to be finishers that are going to mean absolutely nothing at, at, at parts of this match. It's a lot of questions. For <laughs> but that's the, weird, the, the weird thing is I already have something I want to add on to this match. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the per, if you get pinned a certain amount of times, or if you lose a certain amount of falls, you should be eliminated from the match. This way we're not all pinning Funaki for like 400 Listen. times. You know what I mean? No, yeah, but you that's get, the, also, put the sticks up, bro. <laughs> you go to the box for 90 seconds when you get a pin. So theoretically, it's not advantageous for for the first two in the ring to actually pin anybody. Just be because standing there by yourself. Yeah. You want to be in there by yourself for 90 minutes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and how many <laughs> fights are going to happen in the box, too? Hey, like... hey, listen, if you get pinned in the one-on-one and you drag that person you pinned to the <laughs> box. <laughs> But that's just more time wasted before something else happens within five minutes. So it's just there's definitely holes in this match as far as like a kayfabe sense that so, I mean, if, if anything, fighting very quickly. You kind of got to wait for the third person to come in and then go, okay, listen, now uh, we're going to we, we're going to whoop his ass first, <laughs> and then we're going to wait for the fourth person, the fourth person to come in, and then we're going to whoop their asses first, and then drag them to the box for ninety seconds. And then try to steal one more pen. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to book it, but it's still they're just it's just not advantageous for people in the beginning. It's yeah. not advantageous for people in the for the person that comes in last. It, it just seems you know what Call of Duty just came out. <laughs> Somebody said, "How do we make the Gulag a match?" <laughs> possible, very possible. I'm just saying. But Some intern in NXT part. went. Yo, the gulag would be a hell of a match. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, and you get to buy them back after ninety seconds. Let's go. <laughs> if it wasn't Capture called the- a war zone match, I don't know. Capture the flag coming very soon. Confirmed here. <laughs> don't think it's not. <laughs> so here's the question I have: Who do we think actually came up with this? Triple H and Pat Patterson's not here anymore. So Triple H and Sean. Triple H, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and it definitely was a deal of like, hey, if you're taking war games. We need something. And there was a guy. Let's figure it out. And yeah, it's let's combine uh, some things to make it something. And, and, and listen, then this isn't a bad idea because no. it leaves a lot of questions and optimism, which means for my question before we move on is December 10th, folks, are you tuning in? Yes, definitely. This is something that got me excited for NXT in a long time. Um, and I normally don't watch NXT, but I'm definitely intrigued to see what they're going to do with this. Yeah, got to see what happens with it the first time out, at least. For mm. sure. Okay. Uh, uh, other two? Gentlemen? I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm cautiously you know, waiting to see what happens. And I'm actually hoping it goes well, even though somewhere in my subconscious wants a train wreck. But <laughs> just that- for the content... But hey, first time for everything, right? But are you tuning in? You, of course okay. I am. Okay, Ugh. okay, okay. This little commitment to be like, hey, I, I want to see it. I just don't want to see it first. You know, you, you might want to let it hit DVDs first before you want to check in. it out. <laughs> uh, Jamal. Um, is Nikita Lyons in the match? Maybe. Absolutely. We don't know yet. They haven't announced Absolutely. the participants. Let, let me know when that happens. Then, then maybe I'll peek, peek in. I wouldn't be surprised. Whatever you wanted to come out in. Who number one? 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> number one with the bullet. Last question I have too. Um, really, really not a question, but we'll, we'll we'll go to the next thing. Is there's a lot of graphics that are going to be needed for the screen? They better figure this <laughs> out right now, because I better I better not be looking through a, a a door hole while watching TV on trying to see what's happening in the match. Because you got three timers, you got five names over here, all sorts of different. <laughs> Uh, WWE camera shaking things, and and then heck, yeah, I know they're gonna have cameras in the penalty box. So are they gonna split screen this quad box? They're, gonna, they're quad box, like zone. this, right. red yeah. and have yeah. like everyone yeah. in a little what? box like us. If they do do a ticker, that would be that would be the move. That lower third is gonna be massive, completely. But it will be it will be dope if they did like a bottom line ticker with just the names and the score. Yep. W, yeah. WMAC. I mean, WMAC I'm, Masters. Yeah. Two. Yeah. That's two. Two times. Yeah. It's going to be the old like uh, you know uh, what's it TNA on Fox Sports Net days. <laughs> hey, who owns WMAC WMAC Masters? Somebody needs a royalty check at this point. But but Damien, that might have to go on your retro show. I'm actually thinking about it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um let's 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 get to our uh indie spotlight um uh, after our break. Um uh, uh yeah, yeah, you know, it's after the break. Uh yeah, we'll take our break, get to the indie spotlight, then we'll come back talking um AEW full gear and the call. So yeah, we'll be back in a second, folks. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit biggoldbelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads done by yours truly, Damien G, on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email biggoldbeltgroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's biggoldbeltgroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. The golden standard. All right, all right. Back here on the second half, folks. Get your advertisement request in, as Damien said. Um, contact us at biggobeltgroup.com and Side we'll work note, something out. WMAC Masters was produced by Four Kids Entertainment. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Mm hmm. Huh. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you do get that inquiry in with us, then you could be featured not only just after the break, but before the show, after the show, whatever it is. We'll work out the terms. But anywho, we still got a, a, a job to do. And this is where I turn over to Jamal. Um, as at this part of the show, we uh, take a look at the indies and uh, put the spotlight on them. So Jamal, it's uh, your November 17th edition of the indie Spotlight. <laughs> Thanks. Random. Why are we laughing already? You know, Random, Jamal, you know, Jamal, Jamal, Jamal was like, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we, 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 we made it. We, we going to get there. Um, so uh, let's go all the way out to the left coast to Seattle, Washington, uh, in Washington Hall. This is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, 8 p.m. local time. Defy Wrestling comes back to Washington Hall for Defy Fight Wave. Uh, the only tickets left are general admission, but you'll want to be in the building for that. Tickets start at 30 bucks, and you can get them at defywrestling.com. Uh, you know, check them out at Twitter or at D-E-F-Y Wrestling 
But uh, the big match that I'm looking forward to, uh, you have the Lethal Ladder match with Randy Myers, the uh, Defy Champion, uh, Davey Richards, uh, Shaft, Artemis Spencer, Christopher Daniels, of all people, and Swerve Strickland. Well, God dang. Uh, in, a, in a ladder match, um, Swerve is also a champion out there in, in Defy. It, that's going to be pretty bananas. Um, so that's just, I mean, just, that's just one of the many matches they have going on out there at Washington Hall. It's going to be a hell of a show. It, it's definitely one that you're going to want to be in the building for. And that is this coming, not this coming Saturday, but the Saturday after Thanksgiving, 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, November 26th, Fire Wrestling in Washington Hall in Seattle, Washington. Uh, you're going to have to get your tickets now because this thing will completely sold out, sell out eventually. Uh, doors open at 7 p.m. It is. It does say on the website that it's age 16 and over, but you know if you've been to a wrestling show, I mean, come on, you, you know what it is. But uh, the card is subject to change, of course. But I do believe that this is going to be definitely one of the shows um, you're going to want to be a part of out there in Seattle for Defy Wrestling the Saturday after Thanksgiving at Washington Hall. Uh, one of the one of the indies of note that you definitely want to put a bookmark on in general because they have another show that looks bananas out there and. Um, same place in December. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But yes, Defy Wrestling, Saturday after Thanksgiving, November 26th. Get your tickets at defywrestling.com. And that's the Indie Spotlight for this week. Oh, I think we got somebody muted up in there. <laughs> yeah, it's that, it's that Somalian internet that he's got going on. <laughs> you know, sometimes net zero works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you got to... You, you gotta you gotta flip the disc over, you know. You gotta <laughs> so, okay, well, I, can, I can listen. I I can host and troubleshoot at the same time. Sorry about that, gentlemen. Thank multifaceted. You, Jamal. multifaceted. Yeah, thank you, Jamal, for the indie spotlight this week. Uh, again, folks, uh, get your inquiries in uh, to be featured on our indie spotlight or any bit of advertisement. Uh, multiple uh, platforms within our network uh, to be featured on. Um, yeah, let's let's get to Tony Khan in the media call. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the same old spiel. Right before the pay per view, takes a media call. Used to be Cody, now Tony. Um, I personally did not uh, represent the brand uh, this time around. I had a conflicting, also another media call. So I picked Disney this time, uh, but I did read what happened. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, there's things to talk about. There's always things to talk about. Um, and I know when I do read the transcript, um, the audio is available as well on, on multiple people's YouTubes. Maybe I'll throw it up there too because I got a copy. Um, I always look to see what my man Nick Hausman had to ask because <laughs> you know he, you know he's gonna bring the guns blazing. But you know he's one of the best in wrestling journalism, and uh, he get he gets the word out there. Uh, but folks, have you all? Because I, I, we haven't got the chance to talk this over. Has anybody here had a chance to check over the notes of it? All right, that's a note from Sellers. That is a. Uh, I uh, know from uh, Damien G and looks like I me saw and- the main the main points of it. OK, they tried and, and to get in there. Cool, know. cool, cool. All right. So let's 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 start off with this one. One of the first things that jumped out to me is the state of the AEW Women's Championship in which there has been discussions about, uh, well, Thunder Rosa, who's re- recovering, um, but still very visible in terms of media and whatnot. You know, she. Uh, has our segment with Bustle over radio and um, and uh, I was man I was about to call her uh, promotion when it's not <laughs> I swear to God I was about to say and hey, you know she's running uh, that other 
formal uh, promotion in Texas, but that's not what she runs. She runs Mission Pro, not the one Damien used to love a lot down there. Um, but yeah, you know, she's still doing her thing and whatnot. But yeah, because she's injured, there's always been that discussion of if she should have been stripped of the championship and should, you know, there had been, um, uh, you know, a, the, the, instead of an inaugural uh, um, uh, uh, champion, but actually just be a, the full-blown champion, like as they did with the males. And obviously she's still not back. There's been a lot of back and forth with it. Um, and you know he has some things to say about it. Uh, so, so to to the gentleman that did uh, see the notes and stuff about the car, uh, what's your overall thoughts about his response about how this is being handled with uh, Thunder Rosa? Uh, okay, so so long and short of it is, I don't like the idea of interim championships. I don't care if they were done anywhere else. I don't care if they're done everywhere else. I think that because it's wrestling and wrestling's booked just book better full stop yeah as far as uh when rose is coming back and stuff like that uh obviously she's been out longer than hopefully they thought she was because uh she's been out for i want to say a few months now and that has to be long that is certainly longer than interim to me um as far as tony storm you know actually doing the work and carrying the uh the title and being the champion on TV, it is a bit disingenuous to have her come out there and not feel, you know, like an actual champion. Uh, let, let's just banish the idea of an interim championship uh, forever. That's number one. Uh, the second thing is, is that if Rose's injury is definitely not progressing in the way that she thought it would, cool. You know, I mean, that does happen. It is what it is and it sucks. Uh, she needs to be stripped of the belt immediately. I mean, just that just is that just is what it is because you can't have her out there as the AEW champion doing all these charity events on her on her uh, podcast and streams and YouTube channels, uh, you know, on her Mission Pro stuff as the AEW champion. And then I turn on Wednesday and I see this blonde kid with the weird accent talking about she's the <laughs> AEW champion uh, from a selling point. Make it make sense. How are there two champions with an equal belt? Or if you're going to make an interim champion, they can't have the same belt. Right. Uh, something. Something. There has to be some way to differentiate between the real champion and the interim champion. But I just think that the whole idea is convoluted. Gold and, and silver. Anyway. Easy. Gold exactly. and silver. Exactly. I mean, you know, whatever it needs to be. But yeah, sure. Um, but still, I, I would rather see it done away with. So when, uh, it's, when it's going on months now, I think that's it's time to move on from that idea. Right. Totally. Yeah. And actually make it known that, hey, if you are a champion, you have to defend your belt once within 30 days. Just keep it simple. Yep. That's just keep, it, just keep, keep it very simple. simple. Style. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not going to do if you if you can't do that, then we're going to we're going to on the 29th day. Uh, you're going to have to figure it out that there are well, no, well, especially, especially when. You have she. You're, they're doing all this stuff with uh, Tony Storm, and she's constantly on the show. When was I mean? When was the last time Thunder Rosa was actually mentioned as champion <laughs> on mm. television? Right on their main show. Right everywhere else you but know? TV, she's mentioned as champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's the point then? It's like, what? Why is she the real champion if you're never even going to mention her on your primary program? It's like it defeats the purpose. Do but you it's feel also- problematic because you undermine tony storm's work over the summer yeah we i believe we said that i don't know if we said that like in person or on the show but yeah (laughs) yeah d 
Do y'all do y'all think any by any means it may be like bad blood between the situation here? I think I think that Tony Storm has a legitimate gripe, um, and yeah. I think that he uh, she has an opportunity to um, uh, voice that opinion too. Because if, if you want to say show and prove, well, she's the one that did it, like her or not. Whatever you think of her, she was actually there, and that seems to be a common trope amongst wrestlers. Um, you know, when somebody comes in looking to uh, insert themselves back into the fray in a meaningful way, literally the point of Britt Baker versus Soraya at Full Gear, but I digress. Yeah. So I I hope that uh, Storm and Rosa gets to settle this shortly. But realistically, if Rosa has this injury, that's going to keep her out for. Well, if she's not going to be back this year, she's got to drop the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the funny thing about AEW's women's division. Like we've talked about how maligned it's been over the last couple of years where, you know, Brit was it. And then they kept going back to the Brit well. And now with Jade bringing in Soraya and we'll probably talk about the promo itself. But it's obvious now who the chosen one is based on the audience's reactions. And Tony Khan is definitely a prisoner of the moment type booker as opposed to long-term storytelling. I think the last mm-hmm. time he really tried the long-term storytelling was Thunder Rosa beating Britt, but he took too damn long. He took pretty much a, a week too long. But Jamie Hayter is, should have been it a while ago, but now it's, oh, okay, the crowd really is behind her. Dude, He was behind. they were behind her about six weeks ago. Now you're pulling the trigger? So now it's going to be one of those things where we're just thinking, well... There's no shock and awe with this unless all of a sudden Soraya does like a weird double turn with Britt during the pay-per-view. But again, the women's is in shambles because now the most entertaining feud is Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill. And mm-hmm. it's because Nyla stole a belt a la Rock and Steve Austin. I just need her to throw it in the river. Like that's all <laughs> I need at this point. And Actually, that, the, the, the better rival is easily Jade and Bow Wow, but I digress. Oh, <laughs> that, that dude is down bad. He is down bad. First off, she's taller than him. Second of all, she's stronger than him. All I mean, of Sierra, us. Sierra was taller than him. All of us are taller than him. Her husband in retirement is still a better option. Put some respect on the millennial tour, sir. Yeah. <laughs> man got money in the bank. <laughs> well, all that to say about the women's division is that you should think that the women's title, the main women's title should be the main attraction. And yet no one's really talking about it. It's more about Nyla, for me, Nyla and Jade at this point. Just one thing. I'm going to go back to what uh, Jamal said earlier. Interim champions just put a bad taste in in people's mouths. And even with that gold versus silver aspect, I would even feel some type of way. Like if I'm the one that has the silver championship, is this the real championship that I have versus what could be had? Just keep it simple. 30 days, if you can't defend, drop it. Because even though you're trying to hold on to it to build up for something, just drop it. Just keep it simple. I, You know what? It's just wrestling bothers me. UFC, it doesn't. I, I was and, going to say, how, I, what's the differences for you? I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe because like there's more of a proactive like direction in terms of knowing that these two are definitely fighting next. There's no other fights between that. So everything is building towards that moment. But when you have somebody that is like, you know, the the the, the fill-in champion at, at the time and they're fighting multiple people, it's hard to invest in those other fights because you know that you're only trying to b- 
bear way way out the time till the other person comes back to have that match that they were supposed to have because booking. So I do agree with Jamal in a very short statement of book better. And yeah. I know it's not such yeah. an easy thing for people to comprehend, but it is just as simple as that. It yep. should never be those. And if one plan doesn't work, especially when you got a stack roster, especially when you got all the money he got, since he, you know we got to bring up money every time he, he brings up something. Pick somebody off the indies if you want and insert them into a program. It's just not that hard. There's a lot of talent in the world. There's no reason that we should be playing the weight game for somebody that gets injured. Getting injured is a part of the sport. Your redemption story is a booking in its own. Work your way back up. Everyone already value you for you knowing that you can get to the top. So does the promotion. So why not come back and do that thing? I, to be honest, I think Thunder Rosa coming back working that is a lot better than her being asserted on top. And everybody's like, yeah, that wave kind of passed. Everybody else is kind of hot right now. So yeah. not yeah, really sure if this is going to work. That's literally how I feel about the elite suddenly being inserted into the trio's mm-hmm. title picture. Now they get a pay-per-view match. I'm not saying for no reason because they were the last champions. But the idea is, no, we've moved on from that. That was June. You got to kind of rebuild and grow and grow forth. I mean, if they had a snoozy, um, you know, quick 12 minute match of pay-per-view just to get their lead back onto them, just to get the people to see that they're back. Cool. Respect that. And we build forward. Next pay-per-view is in February, March or whatever. But now it's like, well, they're coming back. Pay-per-view. First match back in forever. If they don't win, what's the point? And that's right. kind of a similar deal with uh, uh, with Rosa, and it's that's not like her fault, but unfortunately, her reign as champion wasn't great either. <laughs> and not, I yeah, mean, like, not real. The whole thing got started off in a bad way because they she lost at the pay per view, but then they waited for her to win in her hometown, which is kind of like, okay, I see what you did there. That was cute, but you shouldn't have done that because this is what the pay per view is for. So weird. And then on top of that, she got, you know, injured. There was the whole Marina Shafir thing. And then there was the photo op with a big ass loaf of sourdough. Uh, you know, that was the whole shit was goofy, in, you know, in the end. And then nothing really happened. And then she got injured. And then there was some speculation about whether or not the injury was legit or the severity of it or what the injury actually is. I really haven't heard a specific thing. Is it her back? Is it her spine? Is it nerves? Is it is it a muscle? What definitely complicated. Her- it's absolutely complicated. There's, not for there's... not for not for uh, an orthopedic surgeon. I mean, where's Doctor Oz to break it down to? Oh, never, well, he we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> we don't, we don't talk about he don't. Never mind. Not he that don't. one. Never mind. But the idea is, uh, you know, it's a back injury. Whatever that looks like, whatever it is, just you know, kind of be a little bit more transparent and say, hey, neck and injury, going to do it, and then show the training montage of her coming back with the belt and all this other stuff too. Going to be back better than ever. They didn't do any of that. And we still don't know when she's coming back. And now Tony Storm is kind of waiting waiting with the elephant in the room with an interim belt. And that's unfair to her, who's actually taken the ball and ran with it. And it's, un- I mean, it's more unfair to Jamie Hayter, who's actually gotten over as fuck mm-hmm. and, and is still being handcuffed by the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's sad, too, because, I mean, when you think about bringing Tony in, you obviously have to assess how she was being handled at her previous employer. And you say, well, I'm definitely not going to do that. But then here we are. You, you, it, It's not Charlotte this time, but it's actually Thunder Rosa, who's basically capping her for her max potential. And the mm-hmm. way how this championship is being handled, we never are truly going to value. And I think Tony's still only like 27, 28. And as 
been very decorated around the world, and I still don't feel like she's being featured like a top talent. Let's let's call it what it is. At this moment, hell, for the past few months and for the foreseeable future, this division is in a holding pattern because of Thunder Rosa. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And until that situation is decided one way or another, everyone's stuck where they are. That's all it is. So... It's short, short answer here is just let, after this situation, and I, and I get it. if you want to get as he said, you want to give Thunder or Rosa a chance to come back, and he wants to see how things go. Let this be the last time. Injuries are a part of the sport. There has to be a better plan, and I mean it's as simple as just what happened with the elite and and Punk. Shit happened. Move on. Yeah, there's no interim there. Just done. <laughs> which is which is still so odd to me. And I know, like you know, the the women and Thunder Rosa herself have been vocal about this is the discrepancies on the on the difference of the men in the women's division. And while she got sort of like the positive side of this for herself because she gets to keep the championship, but also there wasn't really a strong introduction for a tournament. It was kind of like, oh, well, I gotta just get somebody else the belt, so we'll just do something really quickly. Here we go. Thank you very much. And the guys get this big spectacle, big tournament announced, big announcements on it, make it a big thing, and that felt more meaningful. But like, I, I you know, you can't have it both ways. But I would love to have continuity between both the men's and women's division. But hell. I'm sure everybody would, and it's been a long time, and we still haven't gotten that. Anyway, is there anything else on the media call that really jumped out at you? I didn't think he was going to talk about that one too much. Was there anything else he made remarks of that made uh, that that's worth uh, noting right now? Um, I'm, I'm looking at the um, notes, and somebody asked uh, about booking injuries with um, uh, – but the booking injuries with the Forbidden Door, because you know the injury bug was on overtime. Um, yeah. This uh, he had to meet a he met a he met his quota, his uh, third quarter quota, <laughs> met that and then some. Yeah. So give that man a bonus. But the injury bug was was working overtime, and the question was about how does that affect um, your your booking decisions? And I think the interesting thing about that is how many plates are spinning at the time that you don't really realize, and then of course. All the injuries happen. And then even going forward past that, it's just more injuries. Uh, people getting uh, you know, the backstage politics coming into play. People getting suspended. Where is Andrade? Does anybody know? Um, you know, and then there is. Smoking well, that flare pack. Oh, well, sorry. Oops. <laughs> but, um, but, but still, I think that it does, you know, him shedding a little bit of light on that and how, I don't want to say tough it is, but how challenging it is for you to have all the pieces and then when you think you have the right one nope it doesn't fit it looks like the right one that fits into the puzzle but it absolutely doesn't um and of course what would forbidden door two uh look like and you know whether or not it should be two nights and stuff like that i think that's way further down the road than what it is because i i personally as a person that does not watch uh, new japan forbidden the first forbidden door and you can you can guess why if you want. Blame it on injuries, blame it on timing, blame it on whatever. It didn't feel big enough. Yeah. It didn't feel like a must-see event. It didn't feel like a must-see event that, that they have in boxing where you it's, go, this is one ch- division's champion, this is the counterpart, and they're gonna have a match. And it's and it's a must-see. It's because that it wasn't exclusive to them. And I get it's the first time that it was a co-branded. Uh, pay-per-view but on that level the, 
Impact was doing it, and ROH did it. ROH did it, you know, and ROH made a lot of money when they did it. Madison Square Gardens, where everybody keeps talking about they sold out Madison Square Garden. So it's not like it was something that had not been done. So it wasn't it it, it was like exciting to go to. Um, but it wasn't like, oh my god, like this is a once in a lifetime thing, it'll never happen again. That's not true. Already happened, absolutely will happen again. Unless there's just bad business. And Okada himself said he's the forbidden door. So like if it's gonna happen, he's gonna be the one to sign off for things. So maybe there will be a little bit of a uh a, a, a bottleneck in that. So I, I don't know. But but I, I did want to bring up really quickly before we kind of talk about uh leave it open for everything with the pay-per-view his comments about saving millions because he stayed in the northeast region i am i mean i don't even know what to say about that because like i i is is there is there suddenly financial concerns that that's like why why is this being brought up are you are you like telling me saying that to me means you have reason to be concerned about money then if you're publicly saying that and bringing that up, because otherwise, you know, if everything's all good, wouldn't be an issue. Well, why are we suddenly yeah. making bragging about we're saving all this run money? The north. True. No, I mean, I think it's actually more of a pat on the back because he likes to do that. And I think <laughs> that, um, that he kind of said, like, hey, look what I did. I saved millions of dollars during a time of great economic uncertainty by running these hot markets uh at the rate that we were running uh mm. they ran a lot of college venues maybe some big arenas maybe some um uh some other places you know they went to mohegan sun they went to atlantic city they went to a lot of little places not necessarily that are devoid of wrestling because if you're in mohegan sun you can get to boston you can get to new york if you're in atlantic city you can get to philly you can get to new york if you're in baltimore you can get to dc and you can get to philly but they went to all these little towns, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, you know, Toronto, eventually Buffalo and such Rochester. And they kind of made this Northeast loop possible. And he saved millions of dollars doing it. Travel was, was a one because a lot of the talent didn't have to go very far. There were destinations that they can get to. It wasn't like he was in Idaho one day. And then you had to drive 800 miles to some pissant town in Colorado, another (laughs) on Sunday. So there, I mean, that was a thing, and I think that that is something that should be applauded. However, it will be interesting, and I think he said something like this in his comments, that how will that look on the West Coast? Because even the, whether the talent lives in Florida or wherever they live, I don't, I don't know where the talent lives. You know, now the Rose could live down the street from me. I have no idea. <laughs> but the idea is they got to go to Portland. And then on Friday, they got to be in Seattle. I mean, they're going to be in Seattle. Then they're doing Portland. Then they're doing uh, Fresno, California. Then they're doing, uh, you know, uh, Los Angeles. And then they're doing Bakersfield. And then they're doing something else. And it's like, well, that's not something you can just fly back home for for two days and then fly back out. That flight's a lot more expensive. That time is a lot more costly. Uh, what would that look like on a West Coast tour? For AEW, and if the markets aren't hidden, then what? Because it's easy to say we're coming to Bloomfield, Colorado, for the first time in forever. But what if it ain't? What if you only get five hundred when you should have got twenty five hundred? Because you know you would have done twenty five hundred to Bridgeport. But can you I guarantee mean, that in Salt Lake City? Yeah, 
So I'm he's rolling the dice, and I think that is um, that's a good thing too because the people out west need to get need a chance as well. Yeah, and so does Canada. And I will be in London when they go to London in 2023. Yeah. Like just understand that Big Go Bell is going on the road. Uh, international, be international, <laughs> um, and, and and I will be at the London show. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's just let's just yeah, as we get close to our time, folks. Uh, the the, the card. Uh, let's go down each of the matches and predict. I'm just playing. <laughs> no. Oh God, no! The fastest no, no, seven minutes. No one even no one even flinched. They was like, I they they know I was bullshitting. But no, for the sake of the card, because the pay per view is this weekend, Saturday by tradition. Um, by looking at the card and whether you all have it uh, pulled up or you just know what it is, uh, any particular match really jump out to you in terms of excitement, optimism, or just completely like why, what the and et cetera. <laughs> we will start with you. <laughs> the, the biggest curiosity to me by far is Soraya and Britt Baker, just because obviously we got the question of what the hell is the deal with Soraya? What can she do? She's cleared, we know, but hell, she hasn't been in a ring in years. So that's a huge question. And then I think the other part of it is the entire dynamic of that match with how we've gone from Soraya showing up and people being really happy to see her. To then her putting her foot in her mouth and saying that Britt Baker wasn't a superstar and that immediately turning her to a lot of people. She's Starting not wrong. That anti- no, 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 she's not. She's not necessarily wrong. But that <laughs> wording, I mean, hell, it may have been done on purpose to heal her. I don't know. But using that wording with the AEW audience purposely turned into like a WWE versus AEW thing. And with that crowd... There's definitely people now who are like, oh, no, fuck her. So I'm curious <laughs> to see how that match goes down and what the, how that, how the crowd itself responds to that match. Cause there's I definitely folks now. promo on Dynamite kind of nudges her in that Solidified that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely leaning into it. They're definitely leaning into it with the whole idea of you're the outsider. This isn't your house. You come in here and all this. And yeah, it's how that plays out. On Saturday, I think is my biggest curiosity. All right, yeah. someone else get in there. I'm gonna keep it simple for me. Um, Mox versus MJF, and mm-hmm. I just want to see what's this story going to build up for MJF. Like this is like years in the making for for what it could be for the main event for his character for his moment. Is it going to be there? Is it not? And if it's not, what was the point? Um, so that's what I'm just looking forward to it. True. Um, for me, it's uh, the only match I care about is uh, Jade versus Nyla Rose. Uh, it's kind of it's definitely the most interesting thing in the women's division, and and a much you know beleaguered women's division. Yeah. Yes, there are other things that are happening in the women's division, but they're overshadowed by the presence of Thunder Rosa. Um, sure, you have Storm versus Jamie Hayter, but Thunder Rosa, like Mumra the Ever Living, is always shadowing in the background, uh, you know, hovering over shit. And it's kind of hard to get into that match when it's not really real, isn't it? And then you guys have Britt versus Soraya, which is cool. But are we replacing Soraya with another Soraya? I mean, is that what they're trying to do? Because this match isn't for a championship. And are they? And if, they, if Soraya does win, are they fast-tracking her in that direction to face Rosa or Stormy Storm or whoever wins that match? Um, it, you know, but so that's why I say I'm really looking to see how Jade versus Nyla goes. Um, I really hope, 
I think it's the right time to pull the trigger on, on Nyla Rose as champion and have Jade lose for the first time. I also think that Jade as a face is something that we haven't really experimented with too much. I don't think there's much for her to do at with their 40, 30, 40 and 0 or whatever she is. Um, she's not interested in the main women's title. There isn't anything for her to do but win. So unless she's going to be 158 and 0 like Goldberg mm-hmm. over the next two years, I, I think this is a good time for her to lose, figure herself out, come back as a face, and have heel Nyla, Twitter Nyla, uh, run shot or rough shot over the Twitter uh, Nyla, you know, of the TN- TBS division. Yeah, I, I I will say that that's interesting, but I just don't. I I, I want to find the significance in Jade leaving, like filming a movie or just doing some hardcore press stuff to something that takes her away for a little bit. What purpose is what is what I would attach to that? Make it meaningful on the outside. Um, maybe going a few days with Bow Wow. I, I don't know. Uh, Man, listen, if you don't to. stop this. He's uh, actually married to Bow Wow. Married to Brandon Phillips, former MLB ball player, sir. Right. Do y'all know that y'all can take pictures with Bow Wow by going to his millennial tour, right? She she I, may be lining up for that right now. Uh, who cares about Bow Wow? None of us want to take a photo with him. Anyway, this ain't 2001. But unless Jade's thing ends with a cattle prod like Goldberg, that's the only way I'd be interested in the ending of that match because, you know, Vicky Guerrero cattle prodding someone just sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, I think the soap opera of Regal turning on Mox and siding with MJF is something that people are talking about, kind of murmuring. Why? And because Regal being the ultimate heel back in the day, teaming with the devil under his tutelage, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think that's the only major storyline for that championship match. It's not even for me. It's not even Max winning because again, took too long. Uh, Hater winning will take too long. So for me, it's just, what's the scrum going to be like? Is someone going to complain about their coworkers? Is someone going to say they're old and tired? Does CM Punk make a miraculous appearance? That's the, the, or Adam Cole, somebody, because if we really look at this card on paper, not that all intriguing, which has been the last couple no. of pay-per-views, in my opinion. So I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as it's not intriguing, but it's definitely a bunch of like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Anyway, the only, only person I keep looking at is Jeff Jarrett. It's all I care about. I, I want to see about how, that. I want to see how riled up. Right. Yeah. I want to see how riled up he can get the crowd before he gets in the ring again. Uh, he's, he's fantastic at it. But obviously, we're looking for the big moments of Jeff Jarrett and Sting, um, the storytelling there, the long-term booking, as they like to say. Um, and you know what, Dom? I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I have really enjoyed Darby and Sting's stint. But, man, there has to be an end to this soon because talk about being shackled. Darby should be somewhere in the talks of somewhere very similar to either what Jungle Boy or what uh, Ricky Starks is doing right now. And I know mm. there's only room for one, maybe two, but I'm starting to think like, well, where does Darby fit in even beyond this? Is he yeah. is he always going to be the gimmick wrestler um, and everything he do? And, and I'm not saying gimmick wrestler as if he can't wrestle, but everything with him has a gimmick attached right. to him. Cinematic be- match, the hardcore match, the casket, all those sorts of things is always going to be attached to him along with Sting. I mean, hell, when it's all said and done, Darby Allen's legacy will be that he got Sting back over over the years. Injury, injuries and all. They know now Sting is looking rejuvenated and looks like he's still got maybe five more years left in him. So I don't know. 
First off, right. the reality show of Dad and Darby is actually pretty entertaining if you look at it from that standpoint. And yeah. second of all, dude, did you just say that Darby got Sting re-over? Sting's yeah. always been over with our uh, geriatric age group. So I, Hey, listen, I know that sounds I know that sounds like a given, but there's a lot of folks that are just not Sting fans and just are just like why the air. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, but I gotta, I gotta, I, I have to, like, be honest. Like, him coming to AEW was like, okay, he's gonna do a match. He's gonna do a cinematic match. Okay, he's done that. Now I don't care. Tony Schiavone can keep doing his thing. I don't care. But working with Darby, it just feels refreshing for whatever mm. reason. Like, I do care about the two of them, and it makes they, sense. They did a good reason. job of, of washing away how Sting's WWE run went. That's yeah. what they did a good job of. Yeah. They rebooted him. That, that yeah. WWE Reboot. run was just. A yeah. rough road. I don't even know? remember it. It had one. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. That's exactly right. Um, that's the end of the show tonight. All right, bye. Now just playing. Um, <laughs> anything else y'all want to add uh, before we wrap up? Uh, yeah. So real, real quick, I do want to say that um, it's I'm glad that the pay per views on a Saturday. More of that, please. And I think that AEW desperately needs a hard reset after the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Regardless who wins and loses, uh, I want to see some fresh matchups. I want to see some some new storylines because I do think that a lot of the guys that we were talking about, you know, I know that Adam Page is injured, but you know, Starks, Hobbs, Jungle Boy, Darby, um, Danny Garcia, Wheeler. I haven't seen Wheeler Utah in front of a minute. Like a lot of those guys are kind of bumping up against the ceiling because of guys at the top. Jericho's a champion. Uh, you know, Punk is under. It hasn't been confirmed that he's leaving. Uh, you know, and and they've kind of fat put MJF into this on this pedestal um, for reasons. I, I really want to see more of those guys get break through that ceiling and get into the top level. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to see the six man ROH champion. T- Never mind. I don't have cool. on top of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold your breath. Okay. Hey, by the way, he did mention that we will know the fate of the uh, ROH TV deal by the end of the year. Coming well, we're getting there soon. Well, so, yeah. TikTok. We'll talk also, about it when it happens. Also, <laughs> shout out to Darius Carter, even though, you know, Two Chains knows me and Darius Young. Mm. But he wrestled Tessa Blanchard over the weekend. So, there was a Tessa sighting at WOW over in uh, Staten Island. So, there you go. She's still alive. Huh? Just leave <laughs> it at that. Wow. Well, all right then. <laughs> it's like Juneteenth and Kwanzaa and Black Friday <laughs> all on the same day. Also, shout out to Captain Insano. <laughs> All right, let's roll. Let's let's roll out, folks. Catch us each and every Thursday, eight PM Eastern Standard Time. Twitter, YouTube, um, Twitch, and catch up with all the news at BigGoBelt.com. It's been a pleasure to entertain you all tonight in all things pro wrestling and this week's latest and hottest in wrestling news. Jamal, safe travels. If you see him in the building, give him a shout. Be nice, and as always, stay tuned because we'll be back each and every week with more podcasting from Big Old Bell Wrestling Podcast. I forget what I'm doing here. Anyway, we're out. Bye.